Back, back in our study tonight. <clears throat> as far as I know, can I get a page number on that, please? Uh, you're in the second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter number one, <clears throat> verse number thirteen, verse number fifteen. You found your place. Say Amen. 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 The Bible says this. The Bible says in verse number thirteen, "Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus." That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. The Bible says, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom were Phagellus and Hermogenes, or however in the world you pronounce that. Amen. Alright, so in our last study, before we get started tonight in the Word of God, uh, on Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, we began looking uh, in verse number 11, and we looked in verse number 12, and we began looking where the Bible said this. The Bible said in verse number 11, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Now, as we said in our last study tonight, uh, as we got to looking at Paul, now Paul is down in a jail cell in the Word of God, and Paul is writing this letter to young Timothy, his son in the faith. Uh, so Paul's down in the jail cell, and Paul is letting young Timothy know tonight that he can remember him, and as Paul's in that jail cell tonight, as he's writing this letter to young Timothy here, he's about, uh, Paul here is about to experience death in his life. As I've said before, this is the last book that, young, uh, that Paul ever wrote, if you were to look in order, I guess you could say. But here he is, Paul's in a jail cell, he's about to experience death in his life, but he said, young Timothy, saying here, I want you to know tonight that I've been appointed and I've been called by God to be an apostle and to be a teacher of the Gentiles. And friend, as Paul is writing this letter to young Timothy, uh, he's letting him know tonight that this is what God had called him to do. God had called him uh, to be an apostle and a teacher, and that's exactly tonight what Paul was going to do. Now listen tonight, it didn't matter to Paul if he was down in a jail cell, and it didn't matter tonight whether he had been out on the mission field or wherever he was at, Paul was going to do what God had called Paul to do. And friend, in this case tonight, what God had called Paul to do was to be an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, and that's what Paul was going to do until the day that he goes to see the Lord. So you and I tonight have been commanded by God to take the great commission 
into the whole entire world. What's the Great Commission, preacher? The Great Commission is for us to take the Gospel into a whole entire world. Now you and I cannot go to a foreign country. We know that tonight. Now you could if you went on a plane, but I wouldn't really want to do that. God didn't call me to do that. God called me to pastor Mount View Baptist Church. But friends, so how do we take the Gospel to foreign countries? Common sense. It's called missionaries. It's called missions. Uh, you got Brother Cable goes to Cuba. Uh, we, me and you can't go to where Rick Hurley goes. Down in a jail cell. They might not let me out if I get there. But you know what? He can go down there and he can preach uh, to the folks there. And I, I'm glad you think it's funny tonight. Amen. But listen, uh, you know, so the commission, the great commission, what the church has been put here to do is to get the gospel uh, to a lost and dying world. So not only should we just do that tonight, but friend, we ought to do it tomorrow. And you say, preacher, well, your job is to get the gospel out. No, it is. But I can't go where you work. See, there's a mission field right where we're at every day of our lives. I can't go to your job, and you can't come to mine. But you can go to yours. If you don't, you get fired and go to another job or another mission field. Amen. But friends, so what we ought to do tonight, tomorrow, and the next day, and the day after that, is we ought to continue to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world every day in our lives. Now that's what Paul done, and that's what we ought to be doing as well. So we read verse 11, uh, then we read verse number 12, where the Bible said this, the Bible said, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I believe, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now we know that Paul had been called and appointed by God, as I said a minute ago. We know tonight that he's been called to be an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. But we also know that it was because of these things that he had been called to do tonight that he was now suffering in a dark jail cell tonight and he was about to meet his death. Now, Paul might have suffered in a jail cell tonight. I mean, he was down there and he was down there for doing what you and I would say is right. He was down there for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you and me got down in a jail cell for preaching the gospel, I'd be a little uh, mad, wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. I'd probably be heartbroken, but here's Paul. And Paul said, I'm down here, but I'm not ashamed of my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And friend, that's exactly the way we ought to be in this life as well. Now, God preached on, on storms last week. God had me preach on storms. And in the storms that we have in this life, there's definitely one thing that we should not ever do tonight. And the thing that we ought to never do is become ashamed of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He saved our never-dying souls right out of the pits of hell tonight. Jesus Christ saved Paul. And Paul said, I don't care if I'm in a jail cell for preaching the gospel and God's put me here. Amen. He's in the will of God uh, down there in jail. He said, I don't care if God's put me here. I'm going to preach the gospel if I have to preach it to the jail sellers, if the if I had to preach it to the uh, uh, the jailers coming in and coming out, I'm going to preach the gospel to them. Friend, and that ought to be the same way with you and I. You say, well, what about uh, when we're in the biggest trial in our lives? I'm about to go through a trial in a minute with this tie. Amen. But you say, what, what if we're in a big trial in our lives? Well, uh, we ought to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ's name. Friend, Jesus Christ saved us out of hell. Do we really grasp that tonight? And like Paul, 
did not forget who the Lord Jesus Christ was. Like Paul did not forget who he believed in. We need to remember tonight that he is keeping us, sealed us until the day of redemption. And we need to remember that every time we suffer something for the name of Christ, Jesus writes that down in heaven and he'll give us crowns to lay at his feet for it one of these days. Friend, Paul was about to get one of the biggest crowns that you get to lay at Jesus' feet. What was that? The martyr's crown. And he was about to be beheaded for the cause of Jesus Christ down in a jail cell. But he was not ashamed of Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. I know in whom I believe. Friend, he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And friend, I hope tonight, listen to me very close, I hope tonight that you know who it is tonight on whom you believe. I hope tonight that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you know how it feels to be saved and born again, washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, listen to me tonight. The day that we got saved and born again, Christ cleaned our life's up, made us something else. Hey, friend, why? Now, a lot of folks say, why don't you do the things you used to do? Hey, it ain't nothing that Nathan Jones does. It's what Jesus Christ does. I don't go to bars anymore because I don't fit in there. Amen. I got saved by the grace of God. You know, it's amazing. We look at Brother Rick Hurley. You've probably heard his story. He done all kinds of drugs. I don't know why I'm going this way, but I am. It's okay. And done all kinds of things in his life, but it's amazing how he got saved. He got called to preach, sent him back to jail. And now he's preaching in jail cells. Trying to see souls saved for the glory of God. Alright, so let's get back to our Bibles. Read again verse 13. The Bible said, Hold fast the form of sound words. Now remember, Paul is writing to young Timothy, and here's what he's telling. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. In faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, also, as we said in our last study, now, Paul had been making deposits in the bank of heaven. Remember us saying that. And now, Paul wanted young Timothy tonight to do the very same thing that he was doing. So, if he was going to do that, if he was going to make deposits in the bank of heaven, I guess you could say, young Timothy now had to know that he had some responsibilities that went along with the gospel tonight as he was out there on the mission field. Now, one of those responsibilities that he had was to hold fast the form of sound words which he had heard of Paul. Now, in this part of the verse tonight, we see first of all the word form. The word form tonight means an outline. It means a sketch or a pattern, and that would be tonight something that could be used for a guide or framework, if you will, uh, upon which a message can be built, upon which, I guess, a sign can be built, amen, but you're taking it and you're outlining something. So young Timothy had been around Paul long enough uh, to have grasped the points and the doctrines of Paul's teachings. Now remember, Paul, uh, and this is what we ought to do when somebody gets saved, uh, Paul is discipling this young man, even if he's from down there in a jail cell. I think we feel a lot of folks get saved, but they never get taught. You've got to disciple them. But young Timothy had been around Paul long enough to have grasped the points and the doctrines of Paul's teaching. And young Timothy was to, uh, was to hold true tonight to what he had been taught because he had been taught by Paul just exactly the things tonight uh, that were right and that were true. Now how do we know that tonight? Well, we've got to realize we have the perfect Word of God in the King James Bible for English-speaking people. Now, we know that Paul was right because God chose to put those words of Paul 
Right here in the Word of God. If they were wrong, he would not have put them down. So young Timothy was the whole truth tonight to what he'd been taught. And if there's ever been a day and a time that we as God's people need to hold true to what we've been taught, it's in our day and time. With that being said, it's also of great importance that the child of God gets somewhere where they can be taught what is right or they're going to be spreading lies. Now, it's like a man told me one time, smart man. He said, if a man screams a lie long enough, then he can get the world to believe. Well, what did Adolf Hitler do? He screamed a lie long enough and the world believed it. Friend, you've got to be careful. What we're holding in our hand is the truthful Word of God. It's God's words and we better get it right. There are a lot of false teachings that are being taught in our day. And if we're not careful tonight as God's people, uh, we can get caught up in that mess because instead of believing the truth of the Word of God, we can fall into a lie. How many times have you heard the lie? Well, whenever the Lord comes back, you won't be able to tell what season it is. Where's the Bible saying The Bible doesn't say that. How many times have you heard this? Money's the root of all evil. No, money's not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. You can have money and not be evil, but if you love it, amen, that's the problem. But friend, I've heard of good people sending thousands of dollars to TV preachers. Now get a hold of this. They've been told a lie long enough and they believed a lie. And so they believe what they are told. I've met people who've been extremely wrong about what they believe and thought extremely that they were right. Have you not? Because someone has led them astray. They've heard it somewhere. It all began somewhere. And friend, the way to not get led astray tonight is to take everything that you hear, hear me well tonight, and you youngins especially in school, you're going to hear all kinds of things. Take what you hear tonight and see if what you hear lines up with the Word of God. Anything that does not line up with the Word of God is a lie. Amen. The Bible said in Romans 3 and 4, God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Amen. You know, sometimes if man's mouth moving, we're telling a lie. Amen. But free let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. How are we going to be justified in what we say? We speak the Word of God. Amen. So if you'll speak the Word of God as God wrote it down, you just speak what God said in His Word, then you're justified in your sayings and you're telling the truth. So Paul was telling young Timothy tonight, and it may get twisted around on all that, but Paul was telling young Timothy tonight the truths that are found in the Word of God, and young Timothy was to hold to these truths. See, you see Paul is telling everything you need to know, Timothy, as you're out there on the mission field, is wrote down for you in the Word of God. May I say to you tonight, everything that we need in life is written in the Word of God. We'll take it. Alright, look at this verse also. The Bible says this. In faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? Well, the words in which young Timothy was to hold fast to tonight was the words in faith and to the words in love, which were are and in in Christ Jesus. So he was to hold true to the doctrines tonight that were found in the, Lord, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the most wonderful person in all human history. And all of his heavenly history as well. He's, he's, hey, we could talk about Christ all day long and never, ever get close to what Christ it truly is. But young Timothy, while he was out there on the mission field, 
was to hold true to the same words and to the same doctrines tonight that Paul had held fast to for many years before this. Now, he was not to waver from the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, free up, you hear all kinds of things in Ireland. Free up, you're not going to get saved by prayer cards. I'm just going to say it. That's not going to do you any good. You can say all the prayers you want to, but that can, that, that won't do it. Now, the sinner's prayer will. And, and I use that word lightly. Amen. It's not so much what you say, it's in your heart. It's what you believe by faith. Alright, so uh, a prayer card, lots of folks tell you, well, you have to be baptized to be saved. That's false. A lot of folks tell you you need to be sprinkled. As I've said before, if that was the way to do it, we'd fill some super soakers up and we'd go door knocking. Amen. But that won't work. And by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way that you'll ever get saved. Paul is telling young Timothy tonight, he said, don't waver from the truth of this book. He said, don't waver. Friend, the forms of sound words that young Timothy was to be holding to were the words right, were the words that were right and that were true, and they were the very words that you and I have tonight. As he was reading those letters, hold true to them. Friend, what we need in our day as well are some people who stand and who will just not waver from what our King James Bible says. We need some people tonight who stand even when it's hard to stand. We need some folks tonight who just Hang in there for the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, this Word of God is what we're going to be judged by anyway. At the judgment seat and not the great white throne. Now listen, that's another false doctrine. We're not, you're saved tonight, you're not going to see the great white throne. You'll be at the throne. Amen. But the Word that you and I, that's another study for another day. The words that you and I and the words that young Timothy were to be holding to tonight are the words in the faith and in love. So that's the words, and that, and that is the words tonight, and that is the gospel in which young Timothy had been entrusted with tonight. And he, just like Paul and just like us, must not even let our circumstances cast their shadows over our faith. Friend, no matter what the circumstance may be tonight, what we're to be doing in our day is exactly what young Timothy was to be doing in his day. And friend, he was supposed to be teaching what God said. We get messed up. If we teach what man said. We just need to teach what God said. So the Bible has it all outlined for us tonight. And we're to stay within its guidelines. Amen. Alright. Young Timothy was to hold the word of God. He is to hold it fast. Now let's look at verse number 14. The Bible says that good thing which was committed unto thee. Keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Now young Timothy was not only hold fast the form of sound words. But he was to keep something else very close to him as well. Listen, the verse said, The good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. And friend, in this verse, we see that phrase, that good thing which was committed unto thee. And we also see tonight the word committed. And I want to look at that word. The word committed tonight means a deposit. Which is exactly what it meant in our last study as we looked in verse number 12. But friend, not only was the deposit given to young Timothy, but get a hold of this. Young Timothy was to keep that deposit. What deposit? As we said in our last study, Paul had made a deposit of the Word of God to a place where his investments, if you will, had been put in a place where they had been kept safe up in heaven. He was laying treasures up in heaven, not in earth. Now, his heart and his treasures up in heaven. So Paul had laid up some things in heaven tonight, and now Paul wanted young Timothy to do the same thing. 
Get a hold of this. Paul wanted young Timothy to remember tonight that the one person tonight as well, which has made a commitment to young Timothy and the and as well, and the deposit which young Timothy had been given by God was the deposit of the truth of the Word of God. Friend, if you've got the Word of God, hold it up. God's given us a deposit, if you will. God's given us a, a deposit. And when God gives us the Word of God, He's entrusted some things to us. God said, I'm going to give you my Word. Now I want you to use it right. Does that make sense? So Paul, though, in this, could not do it in his own strength. Now look at this. The Bible said here in this verse, by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. You know why a lot of people cannot divide the Word of God correctly? The Holy Ghost doesn't dwell in them. A lot of folks will take the Word of God and turn it around because they they got to have the Holy Ghost of God guiding them, leading them into the truth. Now, as I said a moment ago, young Timothy had the truth of the Word of God. He had the truths of the gospel. And what young Timothy to do was to keep those truths. And friend, we just like young Timothy tonight have been given the truths of the word of God. And you and I in our day are to keep these truths. We're to guard these truths. But friend, we like young Timothy tonight are not expected to keep these truths alone. As a matter of fact, we can't keep them alone. Amen. And if you're saved and born again, you've got the same thing living in you that young Timothy had living in him. The Holy Ghost of God. So friend, you might ask, why? is this written to young Timothy tonight? This is a little different study. You might ask, why would Paul write this to young Timothy? Well, young Timothy was now living in a day in, the, in his time where he could be persecuted for even saying the name Jesus Christ. Now, they were killing Christians in these days. And here's young Timothy out on the mission field. Paul is writing this letter to him from a jail cell. And friend, the easiest thing for young Timothy to do tonight would have just to tell the persecutors that he don't even know who Christ is. I don't know who you're talking about. Because see, he could be killed for it. But friend, if he would recant the name of Jesus Christ, what would happen is the persecutors would have left him alone. Now get a hold of this. In the case of young Timothy tonight, and in the case of you and I, both of us, we're not to let such a thought come close to our minds. And we're living in a messed up world. Messed up. I mean, TV's messed up. The news is messed up. And you can call me political if you want to, but it's the truth. And how many times in life would it have just been so much easier for us tonight to say, no, nah, I don't go to church. Because then we know they wouldn't look at us and watch our lives. How easy would that be? Friend, how many times tonight would it have been so much easier for us to just go with the crowd? Drink that beer. How many times would it have been easier to say yeah instead of walk away? Well, how many times would you walk away as Christ say, Well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Your boss or a co-worker tells a dirty joke at work and you walk away. Boy, that's hard, ain't it? Your flesh, see your flesh likes that. Eats it up. But your spirit says, I'm not going to listen to that right there. And when you walk away, See, friend, if young Timothy was not to even think about forsaking the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then how much more should you and I tonight not forsake the name 
That's above every other man. Friend, never forsake the name that saved you from the devil's hell. Friend, never forsake the name who died and took your place on the cross of Calvary so we would never have to go there. Friend, never forsake the, forsake the name of the one who will never forsake you tonight. Never forsake the name of the one who's done so much for you. Preacher, you might say, Preacher, God ain't done much for me. Well, you got shoes on your feet. He's done something for you. You might say, Preacher, He ain't done much for me, but every one of us has clothes. Hallelujah. He's done something for me. Friend, I don't know what he's done for you, but he got us to the house of God tonight. Amen. There was some fellow pulled out in front of us like a scared Cody half a day, I think, man. But we got here by the grace of God. Listen, friend, the Bible said, Acts 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, where mine we must be saved. Listen, out there on the battlefield of which young Timothy was in tonight, he was not to forsake the name of Christ. Even though they might murder. Even though they might throw stones at him. Even though he might get put in jail with Paul. He was not to forsake the name. Now out there on this battlefield called life tonight. There's curveballs. There's people wanting to start rackets. There's people that will make your blood boil. Amen. But listen, we're to be like young Timothy. And just like Paul, we're not to forsake the very name of Christ. How do we do that? Anger. We're not careful. Amen. Words that we say. Things that we do. Simple thought tonight. God give me. Folks are watching us. Listen, you and I tonight are on God's great mission field of the world. And the last thing that we ought to want to do in front of lost and dying worlds is forsake the name of Christ. They're watching. The Bible says in John 4 and 35, listen to this. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. If I use this a little out of context, don't hold it against me. I'm going to go make it in context, I guess you'd say. The Bible said in Matthew 13 and 38, The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked. Now listen, you and I are out in this world, and there's a field out there. There's souls, walls, and on their way to hell. And friend, the last thing we need to do is forsake the name. That ought to be sweeter than the lips than, what does the psalm say? Sweeter than honeycomb. Sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Friend, Jesus Christ. What, what other name is there? Read verse 15. I'm going to close. The Bible said, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are I jealous in Hermogenehans. Friend, it's here in this verse that we see Paul talk about a country called Asia. Now, in that country tonight, there are many districts, many places. And what Paul is saying tonight is that all that country has turned away from Paul. Paul said, Asia turned away. Now, get a hold of it. And not only did that country turn away from Paul tonight, they turned away from God. Paul was out there in Asia trying to preach the gospel. And Paul is writing this letter. And he's saying they've turned away from the gospel. They've turned away from the Lord. Boy, is that not the world we're living in? But friend, this verse, Paul says that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. But then he says something else. Look in this verse. The Bible says, also of whom are Phagellus and that other man. So there's no doubt in my mind tonight that Paul was probably sad down in that jail cell tonight. 
because of the people. I mean, he was excited. He was going home to be with Jesus. Don't get me wrong. But he was sitting there thinking about all the people who had turned away from the gospel, who wouldn't even listen to what he had to say. And friend, Paul's naming two of those people who turned away, and I'm not going to pronounce their names again because I don't know how. But we see tonight that for some reason these two men stood out from among the crowd. They stood out. Why did they stand out? This is the Bible of Nathan Jones for just a second. Here's what I think. Evidently, they had to be well known to Paul or he wouldn't have called them by name. I believe that. And maybe even the young Timothy tonight. Not sure. But listen, you and I tonight, there's nothing else in the Word of God about these people. I don't know why he called them by name. But it had to be personal. It had to know. So maybe at one time they went with pollination. Maybe one time they were spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they may just be like old Peter was when he denied the Lord three times and said he never would. Friend, we don't know that tonight. We can, we can assume. We'll assume together if you will, I guess. But friend, I don't think I'm going out on too big a limb when I say that. Because he named them. And friend, I think that Paul is telling young Timothy tonight that surely... In the context, he did not want to end up with the testimony that these two men had. See, he wanted to forsake the Lord while he was out there on the battlefield. And just like Paul is writing this letter to young Timothy, it ought to be a challenge to each and every one of us tonight. Friend, I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to have the testimony that Nathan Jones served God and, and was going on and then forsook the Lord. Would you ever want to have that testimony in your life? How sad would it be? Friend, I'm going to leave this with you tonight because this is what God left with me. In a world that's lost its mind and in a world in which you're not going to fit in if you're saved, I'll just be honest with you. The question that I want to leave you with tonight is this. Until the very time that we die, will the world be able to say what they could say about Paul? Will the world be able to say they lived their life for Christ? I've seen God in their lives. Friend, or will the world say, yeah, there was a time when they lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. They were on fire, but they have forsaken Him, turned to the things of the world. Friend, our each and every prayer ought to be, God help me. To never forsake you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. What about you tonight? The choice is all up to you. We won't have no singing tonight, but I won't put you on the spot. Every head bowed and every eye closed. My friend Paul and young Timothy just made their mind up that they were going to serve God. But what about you? What about you tonight? Would you come to this altar tonight and would you dedicate your life? I mean, friend, I'm not talking play games with God. I'm talking would you dedicate your life, your whole life, to live for the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you come tonight and ask God to help you to live your every breath for Him? Have you forsook the Lord and need to come back to Him? Hey, is tonight tonight that you get back to where you want to be with God? My friend, are you slipping tonight and you walk with God? Maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, Preacher, I'm living for God the best that I can right now. I mean, search your heart tonight. Maybe you're saying, I live, I'm living the best I can for Him. I want to stay that way. Would you come and ask God to help you just keep serving Him? 
Would you come and ask him tonight to help you never forsake his precious name? You Don't be like Peter and say, I'll never do that. Friend, there's just something about that name, the name of Christ. I'm glad he went to the cross for me tonight so I wouldn't have to. I'm glad he conquered death, hell, and the grave. But my friend, I want to say this before I close. Maybe you're here tonight and you're lost. You can't live for God if you're lost. You can try everything that you can do. You can... Uh, Try to do it your best. But friend, if you're lost, I'm telling you tonight, it's going to be awful hard to serve him. If you are, would you come and get saved? I ask you this question. I'm going to leave you with this. If you were to die right now, right this very second, would it be heaven or would it be hell? Preacher, it'd be hell. Why don't you come get saved? Why don't you get born again? If you're saved, you just want to thank him for saving you one more time. Would you come and thank him tonight? Hey, if you're glad you're not going to hell, why don't you come back? Anybody need to move? Every head down, every eye. Anybody else need to move tonight? Amen. All right. You can look up. I know it's a little different. You can look up tonight. Amen. We'll dismiss in just a second. Anybody got a word tonight? Man, if I can grab hold of you for just one second uh, after service. Huh? Oh, I see. If I can get the men for just a second after church, just one second. Oh, Brother Shane, we. Please, Lord, in prayer tonight.